Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. Who is the biggest threat to the Boston Celtics in the East? Who will the Jaguars make the first overall pick in the NFL draft? And will there be any surprises in the first 10 picks of the draft? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The Boston Celtics dispatched the Brooklyn Nets in four games, which puts them in the advantageous position of watching and waiting for the other contenders in the Eastern Conference to finish off their first round series, Miami, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia. That Sixers series getting particularly spicy. Joining me now from Locked on Celtics, John Corrales. And John, as you look at the Eastern Conference landscape, how has your perception of the biggest threats to Boston changed, if at all, over what we've seen in this first round series? Yeah, I, I feel like Milwaukee might still be the biggest threat. I'm, I'll give it to them because they've got Giannis, but it, things have changed without Chris Middleton. And it just changes the dynamic. Okay, you, you they start a different rotation out there, and it just takes one guy off of their bench that it, it just thins them out a little bit. And having watched the Celtics defense over the past four games, it's like, wow, wow, you've reached <laughs> another level. That was amazing. Uh, and I, I just feel a lot of confidence in Ime Udoka, who knew Kevin Durant and how to stop him or frustrate him. And he also has a dossier on Giannis Antetokounmpo because he was the defensive guy on the Nets last year in a series that the Nets almost won if it wasn't for Kevin Durant's sneaker. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like there's a notebook that Ime has. It's like, oh, yeah, I, I, I've got all this down. So uh, I, I still think after the series, I, I used to think that Milwaukee was number one, and but I think now Boston is the team to beat. In the East. As you look at the East with the other side of the bracket, the the potential Miami Philadelphia bracket. Again, assuming mm-hmm. Philadelphia ends that series. Big assumption. It, 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 that, there's a lot of ball game left in that one for sure. There are going to be people who say Buck Celtics is essentially the Eastern Conference Finals. Do you mm-hmm. view it that way? Uh, I mean, look, I don't want to disrespect the Miami Heat quite like that because it may it may be a better series. I think the Celtics would be favored now in both of those. And it's just that Miami doesn't have the, the offensive star star power in the same way that the Milwaukee bucks do, but they're a great defensive team as well. And they had another guy in Bam Adebayo who could have been the defensive player of the year and who may be motivated against the actual defensive player of the year to kind of prove something against Boston. And I'm never going to discount a te- a player's motivation like that. So I still think that Miami would be a, a very huge threat. But Giannis, Tatum, the defending champs, all of the storylines, I think that would make this, as far as at least attention, narrative, everything, and probably quality of basketball, because I still think it can go seven games. I think it would probably make it the best series in the entire playoffs. If if a series, you know, sometimes we reduce this to as simple as, okay, the best player in the series wins. Jason Tatum, I think, has shown that that he can be the best player in any series that he's in. If you're just going to say, okay, based on the matchups, not just who's the best player, based on the matchups, which of the best players on these other teams 
would worry you the most? It's still it's still Giannis because he's such a force of nature. I mean, I, yeah. I, I hate to almost feels like a cop out. I mean, I will also say like Brooke Lopez has been really really good, and my biggest my biggest fear moving forward is both of those teams have elite rim protection. And this isn't like the Brooklyn Nets. I, I said Celtics in five <laughs> because I knew that Brooklyn had nothing defensively. And, and again, no disrespect to their stars, but they had nothing defensively on that team. Milwaukee and Miami have plenty defensively and it starts at the rim. So I, I fear both Bam Adebayo and Brooke Lopez. But I mean, I'm not I'm not going to overthink it. Giannis is the most dangerous person on the planet right now when it comes to <laughs> a scoring a basketball. And you can say build a wall, but I mean, that dude's a wrecking ball that he goes through walls now. And so it, it's just going to be how do you how do you come up with a creative defense? I trust he made to do it, but he's if, if he gets through that that defensive plan, then you're in for it. Thanks for making Locked On today your first listen. Don't forget that starting tomorrow, April 28th, tune into Locked On NFL Draft's live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft with all three days of real-time analysis from our extensive lineup of experts and insiders. And for those of you dying to know who your team will take, catch Odyssey and the Locked On NFL Mock Draft Special hosted by Locked On's Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show all week leading up to the first pick. Coming up, What will the Jaguars do with the first overall pick? Here's what to look for from BetOnline, your number one spot for all your daily gambling needs. Take a look at the NBA playoff point spreads for Wednesday. The Bucs, massive favorites at home against the Bulls in Game 5. BetOnline has Milwaukee as 11.5 point favorites. The Warriors are home favorites against the Nuggets. BetOnline has them as 9 point favorites in Golden State. If basketball isn't your sport, you can still bet on the 2022 NFL Draft. Trayvon Walker currently minus 220 to be the number one overall pick. Bet online where the game starts. Looking for a snack to get you through the NBA playoffs that will satisfy your sweet tooth without messing up your diet? Look no further than Bilt Bar. I had one today. I was traveling and I needed some energy. I needed something that was going to taste good make me feel good about eating it. That's what Built Bar does. All their bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, yet they're low calorie and high protein. Replace those candy bars with these. They're better. They taste just as good, and they're so much better for you. Go to Built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You will see the difference. You'll be blown away. Built Bar is the place that will give you something like protein-infused marshmallows. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're filled with protein, and they're absolutely delicious. At Built Bar, they're all about taste, and yet they're able to give you something that is fuel for your body. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Miami Heat have secured their spot in the second round of the NBA playoffs after eliminating the Atlanta Hawks. The Heat were without Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry, but Ice Trey was ice cold all night for the Hawks, finishing with just 11 points on 2 of 12 shooting. The Phoenix Suns beat the New Orleans Pelicans last night 112-97 behind Mikael Bridges' 
31 points. The series will head back to New Orleans tomorrow night where the Suns will look to wrap up a series that most people did not think would need six games. The Memphis Grizzlies may have broken the back of the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Grizzlies took a 3-2 series lead over the Wolves after a last-second layoff by John Morant gave the Grizz the win. Ben Beacon with Locked On Wolves here. The Timberwolves fell in Game 5 to the Memphis Grizzlies by just two points. Anthony Edwards hit a game-time three-pointer from the right corner with just three seconds to play, but after a timeout, the Grizzlies wanted a John Morant layup after Ant gambled for a steal on the inbounds play. It was a game the Wolves led for most of it until Memphis staged a furious fourth quarter comeback. The Wolves were up by uh, two, three possessions midway through the quarter. Um, and offensively, were mostly getting what they wanted. They missed some open shots, but then defensively, John Morant took over. After the Wolves did a great job on him uh, defensively for the first three quarters or so. But late in the game, the Grizzlies continued to get D'Angelo Russell switched on to John Morant. Also, even if the Wolves defended the point of attack well, the ball would, it would swing back to Ja. He was able to go to work and do damage down the stretch. He finished with 30 points, 13 rebounds, 9 assists for the Wolves. Cat had 28-12, and 12, made five threes on seven attempts from outside the arc. And uh, Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell both had decent games as well, though some some of the issues late in the game were related to D'Lo's defense and also some uh, maybe a little bit too much shooting from D'Angelo Russell and not quite enough from Cat and Ant down the stretch. We're going to break all that down, what exactly happened in this game, on the podcast, the post-game podcast. Make sure to, to subscribe to... Locked on Wolves for all things Timberwolves. The grit and grind is absolutely back in Memphis. The Milwaukee Bucks and Chicago Bulls are slated to face off tonight in a game which could end the Bulls' season. The Bulls, who were already without Lonzo Ball, continue to deal with health issues as Zach Levine is entering health and safety protocols, while Alex Caruso is in concussion protocol following an inadvertent shot to the face in Sunday's game. Here is another story you need to know. It's hard to remember the last time we were just a couple days from the NFL draft and we had, I don't know, no idea, some some very small idea about who the number one overall pick is going to be. The favorite right now on Bet Online is Trayvon Walker from Georgia. Joining me now to help us shed some light on all this, Tony Wiggins, host of Locked on Jaguars. Tony, this is a situation that has changed seemingly four or five times over the course of the draft process. Why are we where we are in in the dark like this? Uh, because it's a dysfunctional franchise, first of all. And it's it's a bunch of people. Uh, you got Doug Peterson who just got here. You got Shaw who screwed this up before with his leadership. And you have Trent Baalke who the fans didn't want and who screwed up the 49ers and got mad and ran Har- Jim Harbaugh back. So you got all of these things coming together, man, and it's like no one really knows what to expect because it's it's a year where there's no clear-cut number one, and if there's a team you want at the top of the draft when there's no clear-cut number one to add suspense, you got them. This is Jacksonville Jaguars. You've got the right team for all of this stuff to go the way it's going. What's interesting to me is last year it was as no doubt as no doubt comes. Trevor Lawrence has been the number one overall pick basically since his freshman season at Clemson, and now we're in a situation, Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan was the early favorite. Um, Iki Iquanu from North Carolina State, the offensive tackle, if you want to protect Trevor Lawrence, makes some sense. He's getting some buzz lately. And then there's Trayvon Walker from Georgia. We've heard of the comparisons with Trent Baalke and his time in the 49ers. Alden Smith, he's a traits guy. It's not like Walker is the only traits guy 
Do you see the logic in the Walker pick the same way that others do? I made myself see it uh, because I went and watched the tape. And when I went and watched the tape, I actually conferred with um, a former a former GM and I talked to some two buddies of mine that were in the scouting world. And uh, I said, did I see what I just saw? And he said, yep, you did. And what it is with him is when you watch him, he never does anything wrong. He just probably doesn't do the spectacular stuff that you expect. He never does anything wrong. And they changed their scheme a little bit at Georgia. And I'll tell you why. A year ago, they had all of the guys that they have now, plus Jermaine Johnson, plus Aziz Ozolari, plus two NFL corners in Tyson Campbell and Stokes, who played for Green Bay. And they gave up 40 points twice to Florida and Alabama. And you're like, how in the hell did the greatest defense <laughs> I just saw have all of those NFL guys? And I ain't even mentioned this kid, LeCount, who was an all-SEC safety. How did they have all of those guys and they played better when they didn't have as many of them? Well, one, they still got a whole bunch of them because they got backups that are still good. Jim Nagy said today that the guy who pops on tape is Nolan Smith. He went back to school. And people say that Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle up there, is the best player on the team and was the best player last year. So the thing is, they still do have all those guys. But there's a video out where their GM talked about how they played this year, where where the, the, the linemen didn't sell out and go up and try to get sacks. They just collapsed the pocket and forced the quarterback to run outside of the hash marks. And then the, the guys behind them went hunting. And you remember the national championship game. Chase Young was running for his life. So – that's exactly what they tried to do. So some of it's scheme related as well. And some of the numbers, he didn't make a lot of numbers. You know why he didn't make a lot of numbers? Because they had so many people who were making numbers. And the guy who got all the numbers, uh, the linebacker, Kobe Dean, he might be the fifth or sixth guy chosen this year. So I just think it's just a situation where you look at the workout and you go, okay, now let me go look back at the tape. Okay, they asked him to do this. But when you look at the workout, NFL guys just love guys built like Godzilla, and he is. If you had to make a prediction, and uh, it turns out you do, uh, who are you predicting number one overall to the Jaguars? I'm going to go uh, Trevon Walker because I, if if it's true that that's who Balky really wants, I think Trent Balky's going to go with it. And Doug Peterson, I heard, wants Akami Kwanu or likes him. But... Doug Peterson uh, and uh, Trent Baalke had a press conference with the media, and Trent said that Doug told him, don't overthink it. So if there's a permission slip for you to do what you want to do, that was it. But with the coach telling you, don't overthink it, to me, that tells you, go ahead and do what you want to do. And I think Trent's going for the trips. Quickly, if you were in charge of the Jaguars, who would you take? Uh, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. It's funny that we, we haven't even mentioned him. But to me, Kayvon Thibodeau or Evan Neal, I, I, I like the prospect of them both. I think Tibbs is the best player. But I do think Neal, one-on-one with Thibodeau, probably wins nine out of ten times on those snaps. But in the NFL, to get all you got to do is get one sack. You get one sack a game, you got 17, and that puts you in the Pro Bowl. So. It should be noted that Evan Neal against Trayvon Walker absolutely stoned him in both matchups. So just, just worth saying, uh, Tony, I appreciate you, man. Coming up, could the Panthers shake up the draft with the sixth pick? Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. And now you could win on Sleeper by playing their new daily fantasy over under game. It's incredibly simple. First, in any sport, choose one or more players that you like and pick the daily fantasy over under. You could do points. You could do rebounds. You could do hits. You could do strikeouts if you pick correctly. You can win anywhere from two times to up to 20 times your entry or more. You're not going to get those odds anywhere else. Plus, I can join 
my friends contest. We can play together. Or we can have a group and all play together and usually make fun of each other when we fail. That's the beauty of having a, a communal place, a place that is designed for you and your friends to go at it with each other. Have fun with your friends and win. Make sure to use promo code locked on today and Sleeper will match your deposit up to $100. Download the Sleeper app, then use the promo code locked on today when you deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. For today's take, we get pick six through 10 in the final mock draft from Eric Crocker and Ryan Tracy of Locked On NFL Draft. At number six overall, you got the Carolina Panthers picking, and this is an intriguing one because a lot of people, including us, have been mocking quarterback to them. But I'm not going to go that route. You know, even though I think that's what they probably should do, I'm going to go with another offensive lineman here. And we will go Charles Cross, offensive tackle out of Mississippi State. Oh, I like it. Changing it up. Well, and they, they need a lot of help there. I mean, watching Sam Donald, and again, he, he might just be bad. <laughs> We've seen him be bad for Carolina. We've seen him be bad for New York. But it doesn't help that there is no protection. So for whatever quarter that you get, and I think there might be a guy early second round that you can uh, plug into this situation here. I think you want to have somebody that's going to at least start to help protect a quarterback. It makes sense. And for the Giants coming right back behind them, they're really happy to see this because it allows them to stay on track for what they want to do in bolstering the lines. And this gives them the chance to select Jermaine Johnson. Man, that edge with Trayvon off the board that we've seen him mocked a, a lot of places lately. Uh, Jermaine Johnson, I think, is the last of the top four that they can be in on at number seven. They'll give him from Florida State the edge Jermaine Johnson to the Giants. Nice. And that leaves uh, one of these stud receivers. And I think this is the part where you might start seeing a run on receivers in this draft, but definitely right here. I'm going to go with Jameson Wilson. I mean, excuse me, Jameson Wilson. I'm going <laughs> to yes. go with Garrett Wilson. All right, Garrett Wilson, receiver out of Ohio State. And this is a pick right here. I mean, you see what's going on with Ridley. Outside of Ridley, who do they have at receiver that can really help, you know, and get himself open and be dynamic in that way? I'm not sure, so I'm going with Garrett Wilson, receiver. Now, you know, you got a quarterback, Marcus Mariota, has a new target there. I, I like that option. For the Seahawks, they're back on the on the board here at nine, and they don't like their options. They've seen the, the OTs go. They've seen the edges go. I don't think they're ready to pull the trigger on the quarterback here at number nine. I think they trade out of this spot in reality. But today, for our scenario, they're going to take what they think is a corner that can help them, a guy that has the length that they've liked in the past and has been pretty efficient in college. They're going to put Sauce Gardner into the secondary in Seattle. And I like that fit for them. Yep, and he has that arm length that they covered as well. Now, pick 10 overall, you have the New York Jets. And again, they want to continue to kind of bolster up that defense. But this is the area here where a lot of people are starting to mock a receiver to the New York Jets. I don't know if I go that route. Again, got to continue to get better on defense. Do you go Derek Stingley here? I think they have their corner. Bryce Hall, I know they like him. They got DJ Reed. They just signed him to a $33 million contract. Not sure they need to go corner. So, they're going to go safety, Kyle Hamilton, out of Notre Dame. Desperate teams are always dangerous teams. And a team like the Carolina Panthers, who have that sixth pick, they are a desperate team. Matt Rule is on the hot seat. That team wants to win now. New owner David Tepper wants them to win now. But could the coach 
and general manager decide, well, the best way to save my job is to take a quarterback to prolong this experience to say, hey, we're selling hope. And you hope that the owner doesn't think you're selling cope, even if that's exactly what you're doing. Desperate teams can make bad decisions. Now, not desperate teams can make bad decisions too, but decisions born out of desperation, at least when it comes to the NFL draft, are usually the kind of decisions that end up making your career decisions for you. And usually it means you should polish that CV. And finally, Milwaukee Bucks guard Drew Holiday was named the NBA Teammate of the Year for the second time, making him the first two-time winner of the award. Dallas Mavericks center Boban Marjanovic and Chicago Bulls DeMar DeRozan rounded out the top three. Personally, I'm stunned. Nobody from the Nets won that award. I mean, come on. That team was a paragon of function all season. Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen. Now go make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Coming up tomorrow, the latest on the NBA playoffs and a look ahead to the NFL Draft. So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Today.